An Oxford professor believes that aliens may be breeding with humans. And the world goes, eh. And then we take a look at the saga of the charred pants. A story from my past, blending both the creepy and the criminal. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. What started off as a normal episode, talking about two stories. One, are there alien hybrids on the planet? The other one, about charred pants, became a Benadryl-soaked rant where I only got to cover the first story and then just kind of petered out at the end. Hybrids, aliens, and what I don't like about them is what we'll talk about today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. We got a lot to cover, and I'm on quite a lot of Benadryl right now. I'm super sleepy, I'm recording it late, and I still have to edit it. So let's go ahead and get started before I pass out in front of my mic. Now, the story's been going around that there is a professor, an Oxford professor, who is claiming that aliens are breeding with humans. And it's one of those stories that once you start to look into it, it really isn't as clickbaity as the headlines would read. Shocked, I know. I know you guys are shocked by that, but this professor, his name is Dr. Young Hae Chi, and he's a Korean instructor, not for Oxford itself, but Oxford has like a, and it's still technically Oxford, but it's a separate, kind of like a satellite school, I guess would be a good term for it. For Oxford's Oriental Institute. Now, now I was always told that Oriental was actually a huge racial slur. You never call an Asian person Oriental. I was corrected of that fact when I was probably like 15, 16. My dad's like, don't, don't say that. They actually find that very offensive. But, so I'm actually, either my dad was wrong and I could use it, or this place is super racist. I don't know, maybe both. But anyway, so at Oxford's Oriental Institute, there's this doctor who, and he actually put this theory out before i think it was like closer it was a couple of years ago maybe close to 2012 and it didn't really generate any waves and he so then but recently he's done another interview he wrote this book a while back called alien visitations and the end of humanity and this was what this is the, really what he was saying it's again that hippy dippy alien nonsense that i absolutely can't stand we'll get to that in a second but there's four alien races they're small that's that's very descriptive, Professor. Thank you for that. There's tall and bold. I read multiple articles, and I'm like, do they mean tall and bald? Because generally, when you describe, if someone goes, so what did the what did the alien look like? You're not like, well, he seemed a little cocky. Like, I mean, tall and bold is basically you kind of have a crush on him. Oh, he's so dreamy. He's tall, dark, and handsome. He's so bold. He can take charge, Professor. You have to give. How is that going to help me identify whether or not there's an alien hybrid walking around? All you've given me so far is small, which could be anyone. Gary Coleman, Webster, I forgot that actor's name. Any small person, all the munchkins, or just people who are generally small and not like have some sort of medical problem. Tall and bold, so that's basically Tony Robbins. The other four, he, the other, sorry, the other two he has is, now, again, these are far more descriptive. We had small and tall and bold. Now we have aliens with scales and snake eyes. So did the other two look like normal humans, just one's shorter and one's taller and he's kind of bold, like a Laurel and Hardy type of thing? 
Because those ones are kind of specific. And really, all he had to say was reptilian. Because that's what he's describing. Alien. I'm getting these. I'm not paraphrasing. These phrases were in multiple articles. Aliens with scales and snake eyes. Just say reptilian, dude. Don't be a contrarian. You're trying to save the human race. Don't confuse us. I start just running around pushing every small person down. Anyone who's over six feet tall and has and is like an alpha male, they're getting they're getting they're getting alien smashed. I'm gonna think they're an alien. I'm calling Will Smith. And then insect like aliens. So that those last two, if I saw a man in a bar who looked like a larva about to hatch and turn into a giant bug, I would go, that is an alien hybrid. See, that is a description. Insect-like aliens. I can find those and kill them in the real world. Tall and bold is how you describe a cigarette. Like, this. but anyways, so these are his four races that are here now. And he says that actually, they may be standing right in front of you, but... We can't see them because our eyes don't work the, that way. So it's kind of like this... It doesn't necessarily say it's a alien from outer space thing. It could be some sort of interdimensional thing. He says the insect ones rule all of them. Conquered all of them. And... But this is this... So that... Okay, fine. Whatever. You've created four classes that if I ever want to do some cheesy role-playing game, those are the four classes you get to choose from. Maybe a human player who's kind of like the baseline and then the insect is better at like ranged attacks and he has the flying ability and then the reptilian dude is just like can sit on a rock and control his own body temperature short guy can like squeeze through tight spaces and turn invisible like the halflings from D&D and then the tall and bold guy is your traditional he'd be an elf actually dude oh my god these are just D&D classes but anyway so he has these four classes, and you think, okay, that's cool, like, whatever. There's aliens walking around us. What are they planning on doing? And this is where it gets into the lame stuff. He goes, they're breeding with us. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, kind of sexy, banging a fly person. How would you have sex with an insect human? And how would you have babies? Would there be, like, a hundred little human babies pop out of a maggot sack? But anyways, they're here to interbreed. Okay, that's that's compelling. To help us change the environment. I hate that part of UFOlogy. I hate it, honestly. I hate... There's two parts of UFOlogy that I just can't stand. One is the aliens are coming here to help control the environment. I think that is one of the dumbest things possible. I think if you look... What was that movie called? The Arrival? Actually had it more... If there's any truth to it, more close to the truth. Where the aliens were purposely... Make changing our atmosphere to terraform the planet to match theirs. So all the pollutants that were going in, it was this huge alien conspiracy. Spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie with Charlie Sheen, but it was, they were basically working at changing the atmosphere of the planet to make it more like theirs. That's far more realistic. Why an alien would care if bottlenose dolphins got soda can rings on their noses? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. And he tries to say, you know, well, because they live here too, and they're flopping in and out of alternate realities, but then just go to an alternate reality where it's not so grody. Plus, they really should have started 200 years ago, because if they have this advanced technology, they should have said, well, we got here, but we had to suffer through this phase of pollution. So in the 1800s, they should have said, hey guys, don't do coal. I read this really interesting Tales from the... I gotta keep this episode short, but I read this really episode Tales from the Crypt, 
comic book back in the day. And what it was was that planes, like back in the 1950s, planes kept crashing. And first there's a big plane crash and like 200 people die. And then there's another plane crash and 100 people die. And the comic story continues. We're saying that eventually people became too scared to fly. Because if you got on a plane, the chances of it mysteriously breaking down was too high. And then only the military flew. But their planes began crashing into cities. So eventually, and this was worldwide, the world made an agreement, no more airplanes, we'll do everything by boat. And then 20 years after everyone stopped flying planes and the technology wasn't advanced and people weren't trained to be pilots, the aliens invaded. And that's, they were interfering. They were like shooting down radio waves hidden from behind the moon or whatever. It was, it was a 1950s comic book, but how they did it was technically stupid, but the idea was interesting, how they were interfering with little tiny mechanical devices on our planes, making them crash to make it ripe for their invasion. There'd be no air force for them to fight. That would make more sense to me than an alien coming out and putting a little, like, daisy in a pollution pipe and being like, we're here to bring peace and clean energy. Like, that's so stupid. It doesn't make sense for an alien race to care how sparkling clear our water is. Because technically, if they're super advanced, they could bring a ship down. They can put up a purification system. They can build a desalination plant. It doesn't pass the smell test. And I hear constantly that aliens care about our environment. It's so stupid. The, the thing that really bugs me is the aliens, the spirituality in the aliens, and they want to like help us achieve a spiritual thing too. I think all oh, that's nonsense. We don't even know if aliens exist and we're already assigning motives to them. And you notice the motives are generally indicative of the person researching them. So a paranoid nut job believes that the aliens are abducting humans and feeding babies to reptilians in Antarctica. And then a new age person will be like, but they're here to like raise our level to the age of Aquarius and they're all in Mount Shasta and they wear these long white robes. And then this dude and a bunch of environmentalists are like, no, no, they're here to help us change our environment. This is the true problem our generation is facing. I want to see a hippie really dig into UFOlogy and they have like all of these beads and necklaces and crystals and they're out Mount Shasta. And they see a reptilian just tearing apart a dude, just like eating his guts out. And he's like, this is why we're really here. Blah, 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 blah. And then he has to change his whole worldview. But they don't. Because really, I think at the end, they're just selling books. This dude knows that this hippie message of aliens are beneficial to our environment will sell with a particular group of people. People who are... Oxford educated, college educated, while the other guy who writes the book about the reptilians, that was an episode we did a long time ago, reptilians stealing people from Idaho and raping and eating them in Antarctica. He knows his audience of people who are going to read that book, i.e. people who get all their information from the internet. So they're never going to cross over. I absolutely, there may be alien hybrids. I don't know. There may be tall, bold people who are actually aliens. I don't know. But until we actually can... What's interesting is no one ever really assigns motives to anything else. No one says Bigfoot does X because of Y. Sometimes you'll talk about him being like close to nature or something like that. It's kind of a no-brainer because he lives in the woods, of course. But with most other things, like popular things, they're not really assigned motives. People don't assign motives to every ghost. I guess they assign motives to demons, but... I, I just can't I can't wrap my head around how you go from 
there's unidentified flying objects in the sky. Therefore, we need to start recycling our plastic bottles more or the aliens are going to be upset. I don't understand that leap of logic. I have an easier time understanding there's unidentified flying objects in the sky. People go missing, ergo the aliens are taking the people. I get that line of logic because we do have people missing all over the planet all the time. We don't find them, unfortunately. It is most likely, most likely with a little asterisk there, because I'm not for sure, but it's most likely natural causes or serial killings or people just getting lost in their bones or somewhere in the woods, which is technically a natural cause. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can see if there's UFO sightings in a particular area and then there are cows dying of heart attacks, but you think that they got mutilated by laser beams, whatever. That makes more sense. There's, I don't, can't think of an, a time I've ever read a story there was a UFO sighting in the area and then the next day in Flint, Michigan, you could drink the water coming out of the tap. So I don't understand how they go from bright lights in the sky all the way to Smokey the Bear is an alien. Like, envir- pro, they're pro-environmental. I don't get that. The spiritual thing I can kind of get because you can say, well, this is what the old people saw when they looked up and they saw angels and stuff like that. But even that, it's super bizarre. And, you know, what, I mean, like... Whenever I when I read this, I basically groaned out loud when I got to the part about environmentalism. Humans barely care about the environment. Why would people who aren't from here care about this environment? If you go to Mexico, you're mostly assuming you're not Mexico. If you go to Mexico, I th- I'm sure you're probably more likely to litter than you are to litter in your hometown. If you're from Mexico and you come to Hood River, I'm sure you're more likely to litter in Hood River than you are in a, your hometown. You don't go to another country and tell them to start recycling. Otherwise, they're... Well, I guess some people do. I guess environmentalists do, but... Oh. Dude, I just realized something. What if all the aliens are, like, the same race, and some of them are just, like, hardcore environmentalists, so they're, like, that's their thing? And then other ones are, like, complete psychopaths, and that's their thing? Because think about it. If you... Put, if all of a sudden we started sending masses of people across the planet, let's look at it this way. When we loaded up the ships, let's say, so you have the Spanish galleons. You know what I think so funny? Portugal used to be an empire. I don't know why I find that funny, but I always chuckle to myself when I'm reading something about history and they mention Portugal. It just, just kind of, kind of fell off the map. So bizarre. I was reading something the other day, and it said when Spain and Portugal were vying for control, I just, I just kind of chuckled, and I'm like, "Poor Portugal, aww." I mean, who remembers them? There's like two countries who speak Portuguese, and Portugal's one of them. Poor guys. But anyways, so I'm sure they'll get back on top eventually, right? So, anyways, so when these empires were sending out their ships, they would load them full of tradesmen. No, they wouldn't. They loan them full of soldiers and missionaries and priests. And so, depending on who you met first, really was how you assumed that that civilization was. If you happen to meet a conquistador, you're going to be like, oh my god, these dudes are super militant. They have awesome armor, and they might be a god, but they're pointing that giant hollow tube at me. But if you met a priest first, you'd be like, oh, this guy is dressed in like brown robes and he has a little shaved circle on his head because i assume they all look like friar tuck and there's a fox and a bear dancing next to him and he seems pretty chill he keeps telling me that i'm worshiping the wrong dude and i'm pretty sure the guy i'm worshiping is is right but 
This guy's not like putting a metal tube like and shooting bullets or whatever they're called through my body. And, you know, there could have been some environmentalists on there as well. They're out of that group of soldiers and missionaries. There could have been some people who really like nature. And they're like, don't step on that butterfly. That butterfly will inspire a poet 100 years from now. Don't do it. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that it isn't that all the aliens are pro-environmentalists or all the aliens are super. I just realized, man, I think blew my own brain. Maybe it's not that all the aliens do have a exact goal. Maybe it's the alien you meet. Maybe it is just this one giant fleet. And what their main purpose is, we don't know. We know that the Spaniards, their real main purpose to coming over was conquering and setting up outposts and stealing all the gold and doing all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, convert some people along the way and maybe steady the culture and steady the sciences and stuff like that, like pick berries and send them back to Spain and stuff like that. So, wow. Maybe that's why we get all these different reasons for why aliens are here. Whether it's military and they're like hurting us or trying to enlighten us or just trying to make sure we recycle our milk jugs. I still think the environmental stuff is completely stupid. And if I did meet, and I said this in an earlier episode, if I met an environmentalist alien, I'm beating it up. I don't care. I don't care. I will fight an environmentalist alien any day. You can put me in a gladiator arena that's made out of recycled water bottles, and I will just mash them one by one by one until they finally take me down, which will probably not happen because they're lame. Send me out one of the war aliens. If I get abducted by an alien, please let it be one who's like going to try to eat me rather than one that's going to like preach to me. I can't, I would rather be anally probed than be strapped down on a table 30,000 miles up in space being told about my Lord and Savior, Glop Gloop. That would, I'd be like, dude, just break out the anal probe. He's like, I am, man, I'm not into that. That's Nornex over there, that that crazy Nornex guy. You know, I'm like, dude, if you say one more thing about whatever whatever made up guy that I just mentioned who I don't remember, and the guy's like, oh, sacrilege. I'm like, dude, seriously, just get the anal probe. Let's get it over. Let's get back on Earth. And then the anal probe, of course, is recycled. So that makes it twice as awkward. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at Jason O'Carpenter. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Be careful how much Benadryl you take, and have a great weekend, guys.